Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today we're going to take a trip in the Wayback Machine all the way into the very distant past of 2004. So today I decided to take a look at a sitcom. Uh, it's a sitcom that appeared on Nickelodeon, and right away you're probably thinking, okay, this is just some kids or teens sitcom. This show in particular, I feel, really appealed to the entire family, and the reason I say that is because when it was on way back when in 2004, my entire family sat down, watched it, and greatly enjoyed it, and we still have fond memories of it today. So much so that when I saw that it was on Hulu, uh, I did a rewatch, and I was laughing just as hard now as I did all the way back then. If you haven't figured it out by now, the show I'm talking about is Drake and Josh. And yes, if you've watched it, start humming the theme song in your head, because that's probably going to be one of the first things I talk about. But before we get into why I really enjoyed this show and why I feel it still holds up today... Uh, for those that aren't aware, Drake and Josh was a show that appeared on Nickelodeon. Like I said, it started back in 2004. It went on for about three to four years, uh, three to four seasons, I believe. Now, Drake and Josh, of course, Drake was played by Drake Bell, Josh by Josh Peck. The two of them starred uh, in an earlier Nickelodeon show called uh, The Amanda Show with <laughs> another Nickelodeon alumnus, Amanda Bynes. Little side note on that. I actually used to watch The Amanda Show. Uh, my daughter watched it. I watched it. And you know what? You know, we really um, we really loved it. I mean, it was really, really funny. Uh, Amanda Bynes was absolutely hilarious on it. And I remember around that time, there were articles that were appearing saying, like, is Amanda Bynes the new Lucille Ball? Um, obviously, with what she went through, I mean, that's clearly not the case. But I do remember Drake and Josh on that show. They were very, very funny, and seeing them get this show, Drake and Josh, I thought, sure, why not? So, you know, the premise of the show, Drake and Josh, is, you know, Drake and Josh are stepbrothers. Their parents have very recently gotten married. Um, Drake, of course, is um, Drake Parker. Josh is Josh Nichols, so it's the Nichols Parker or the Parker Nichols family. Uh, there is a little sister who it is, Drake's sister Megan, played by Amanda Cosgrove, who would then go on to star as Carly in iCarly. I think we're seeing a pattern here. Um, so really, initially what the premise of the show was, was Drake was the cool guy. He was the cool one. He was the musician. He dressed really well. The ladies loved him. Josh, Josh would be doing this podcast with me probably. Josh was a really, really big nerd. Uh, also at this time, um, Josh Peck, the actor who, who portrayed him, um, he was on the heavy side. So, you know, one of the things that I found amazing about this show throughout the years is uh, in real life, Josh, you know, Josh, Josh Peck decided, you know, I got to lose weight. I got to lose weight for health reasons. Uh, the other reason that he did it, and he said it in interviews, is the fact that, you know, he kind of was a star in Nickelodeon. And he's like, kids are watching this, you know, and this is not an image that I want to portray that, you know, yeah, I'm a big guy. I'm a funny guy, but this is not really a healthy way to be. So, you know, really throughout like the entire show's run, uh, we really witnessed, you know, Josh's real life weight loss. And, you know, the fact that he did it really so kids that were watching 
could see, hey, if Josh can do it, maybe I could do it too. So right away, you know, we're going to see that the the trope of the show is, you know, polar opposites having to live and work together. And really the first season, and the first season was only a few episodes long. I think it was only about maybe six episodes long. If you look at the first season and compare it to the last uh, three seasons, you kind of notice a big difference. I mean, in the beginning, in those first few episodes, Drake and Josh really are rivals, you know. Yeah, they come together, Drake will help out Josh, and it seems like Josh is kind of like the sad sack, Drake's the guy that's going to sort of be like, well, I guess my brother isn't that lame, and he'll kind of swoop in and, and help him out. But later on, really, and, and this is, again, you know, talking about reasons why I love this show, um, y- you know, one of the reasons that I love this show is, you know, a couple of things here is seeing the two of them really sort of bonding and really realizing that even though they are opposites uh, and really that that gap between them, you know, Drake being super cool and Josh being super nerdy as the seasons progressed and especially as Josh started started to lose weight and started to have like a a trimmer appearance, that gap did start to narrow Um, by the end of the show. You know, Josh was almost as equally as cool as Drake was. And Drake, you know, really toned down his, you know, egocentric behavior um, and really, you know, really supported his brother in some of his more quirkier sort of endeavors. Um, You know, but I I mean, I think one of the one of the reasons that this show was so great was, you know, yeah, the two of them overcoming, you know, these differences that they had and really sort of working together. the other thing, too, that I really liked about this show, especially early on when Josh was a lot nerdier, was the fact that Josh was Josh clearly marched to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, it kind of irked Drake, but, you know, Drake would, in the beginning, the beginning seasons, would kind of sort of deal with it and, and kind of sort of accept it. But then later on, really accepted, you know, Josh for who he was. You know, and again, as, as the show kind of progressed, Josh's dorky behavior did get toned down, but he was still pretty much a nerd. Um, you know, he did he did really engage in some nerdish, you know, behavior. Fans of the show will remember very famously that the character of Josh was obsessed with Oprah. I mean, from day one all the way up to the bitter end. Uh, Josh was a huge, huge Oprah fan. And of course, if you're a fan of the show, you have to remember the episode where... Josh ran over Oprah Winfrey. I mean, it's just it's just a classic. Don't worry, everybody. Oprah was absolutely fine. But, uh, you know, the fact that he was on his way to, to really meet his hero, he ended up running her over because the two of them were bickering in the car. But, yeah, you know, the, the, the celebration of individuality was really, you know, it was really widely accepted in this show. You know, yeah, Josh's nerdy behavior kind of irked Drake especially in the early seasons, but, you know, he would embrace it. Uh, True that in the beginning, you know, the beginnings of this show, he kind of embraced it really for his own selfish gains. Um, Josh, of course, is incredibly smart. Drake, uh, there's there's an episode where Drake sees a very beautiful girl who's also highly, highly intelligent. She's a member of, like, the academic decathlon team, you know, like one of these quiz bowl teams. Uh, and of course, Drake, you know, without even thinking, you know, thinking with his hormones, 
um, pretty much is like, yeah, sure, I'll join the team, no problem. And then relies upon Josh through the use of like a two-way radio uh, to answer all these questions on a quiz bowl. Um, you know, and really the way the episode wrapped up is the fact that before they before they resorted to this sort of tactic, and, you know, this tactic of using a two-way radio, Josh hiding in a closet, kind of highlights some of the humor of the show. I mean, the, the humor in the show, two things about the humor in the show, it was incredibly over the tops. A lot of the situations that the boys found themselves in were incredibly over the top. Uh, I mean, while this one might seem a little tame, still, it's kind of ridiculous that this is what the boys resort to in order for Drake to get a date with a very pretty girl who happens to be very, very smart. Another sort of comic trope of this show was the slapstick humor, the physical comedy, uh, especially from Drake and Josh. Um, If you had watched the Amanda show, you would see that the two of them were, you know, even at a young age, they were pretty gifted physical comedians. And as the show progressed, and especially as Josh started to lose weight, he was actually, I mean, when he was early on the first uh, season and the beginning of the second season, when he was still heavy, he actually was, uh, he still was a gifted physical comedian. But as, as he lost the weight, he was actually able to get more physical. And, you know, and I saw this, you know, on a video review somebody did, and I totally agree with it. As he started to lose weight, he definitely became, you know, and I believe this is Josh Peck, the actor, became a lot more comfortable in his skin. And he became a lot like, I don't want to say a risk taker, but he felt he felt more empowered to do much more physical things on the show. I mean, like I said, the two of them were definitely very gifted physical comedians. And in the beginning, you know, the first season, yeah, you know, their uh, their bond or their teamwork as like a comedy duo even though they worked together on the Amanda show was a little clunky as the show went on. I mean, the two, these two guys played off each other so well. I mean, again, gifted physical comedians, the back and forth that they, that they had, you know, it was, it's really kind of like the backbone of the show. But like I said, you know, the celebration of being an individual, I mean, you know, Josh clearly was, he was an individual. I mean, he was just a very, very unique person all the way through, but the fact that, you know, the show allowed him to have a serious girlfriend, um, you know, when uh, the serious girlfriend, of course, being Mindy, who was his academic rival, and they realized that they actually really did like each other a lot. Then there was a time when they did separate. Josh was a bit of a ladies' man. Um, I mean, you know, the fact that Josh, like I said, you know, Josh um, loved Oprah Winfrey, uh, he was an advice columnist. Uh, I think it was tight. I think the advice column that he did for the school newspaper was like, dear Helen. And when he would write the advice column, he would actually dress up as a woman to help get into character to give kids advice. Um, you know, he was a big, you know, gamer. Uh, he played the game sphere. It's spherical, you know? Uh, I mean, even his speech pattern, the fact that he emphasized everything, he would repeat something and say it the second time for emphasis. Emphasis! I mean, you know, it's it's just that they allowed Josh, the character of Josh, to be like that. And for his family, his friends, and especially Drake to really be accepting. And, you know, like I said, later on in the show, for Drake to really kind of come to his aid and defend him. Um, I think that's really, you know, it's... It's, it's really, really tremendous. Um, 
Some other things about this show that I thought were absolutely amazing is is the fact that, yeah, there's outlandish situations in it. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of physical comedy in it. It's just goofy. It's just good, goofy humor. There's kid jokes in there. There are some, like, non sequiturs and segues that adults would appreciate. Um, I don't remember the episode in particular, but, uh, you know, we see... Josh, of course, Josh is having a problem with something. Maybe it's with a girl or maybe it's with his job. And he's kind of sitting there and he's eating a watermelon and he's feeling a little down. And Drake and Megan come in and Drake is like, you know, Josh, Josh, don't worry about it. Megan figured out uh, the answer to your problem. And to which Josh goes, yeah, but I've been eating bran every day. Pause for laughter. And Drake's like, not that problem. I mean, little kids might not get it, but their parents that are watching would definitely get it get it. Um, Another great thing about this show is there were a lot, a lot of secondary characters. Megan, Megan in the beginning might have been a secondary character, you know, the mean, evil, you know, sister that was always out to kind of torment them. I mean, her pranks in the beginning of the uh, beginning of the show, how she didn't kill these guys, or as she would call them, boobs, how she didn't kill these guys. It's amazing. But that's like the brilliance of the show is that Megan who apparently either worked for or was funded by the CIA, would use incredibly high tech to like torture and torment the two of them. But towards the end, it kind of became more sort of brotherly, sisterly sort of hijinks, uh, even kind of using her evil gift to kind of help the boys out of trouble sometimes. Um, I don't know if I would really call her a secondary character. Uh, the parents. The parents are definitely secondary characters. You know, Drake's mom, Josh's dad. Uh, I think Josh's dad was probably more of a character. Um, the mom, uh, she kind of really remained the same throughout the run of the show. Um, but Walter, Josh's dad, the weatherman. I mean, he had, you know, he had, he had his few moments, uh, you know, when he took Josh to work and Josh got to do the weather report and, of course, just got so incredibly nervous and so sweaty. Um, The fact that, you know, he would never win, like, local weatherman of the year. It was always some guy named, like, Martin Winchell or Winchill or something like that. I think it was, like, I think that was his name. It was, like, Martin Winchell. And the fact that Megan was a huge fan of of Martin Winchell... um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they were secondary characters. They were okay, but I think in the second season and and going beyond that, they started to introduce a lot of secondary and background characters, and it really added a lot of depth to this show. So really in the second season, um, we got introduced to the movie theater called The Premiere, where Josh would work at really for the rest of the show. Uh, with The Premiere came a cast of characters, Helen being one of them. Helen, the theater manager who would later on, in character, not just the actress, like the character of Helen, would later appear on um, another Nickelodeon show, Victorious, where she, halfway through that show's run, came in as the new principal of the school. Um, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, Helen Helen was great. I used to love Helen. She was one of my favorite secondary characters. Uh, she ran the movie theater. She was very, very loud. She was very, very opinionated. She had a beautiful singing voice uh, when she, they did let her sing on the show. Um, she would constantly give Josh grief, but secretly, I think she really liked Josh because Josh was a hard and dedicated worker and she loved Drake. 
I mean, you know, she would, you know, Drake, I'm sorry, Josh would ask her a question or ask her for a favor. She would like scream at him and ignore him. Drake, two seconds later, would ask the exact same question. She'd be like, sure, Drake, no problem at all. Of course, in the theater, working there alongside Josh was Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve and the actor's name, it totally escapes me now, would later go on to play Spencer on iCarly. Uh, you know, Miranda Cosgrove, of course, being Drake and Josh's sister here, would then go on to become Crazy Steve's sister. A lot of fan theories with that one, but, you know, I digress. Crazy Steve was a theater employee who, you know, on the surface would sometimes appear mellow, but just anything at the drop of the hat could set him off. Uh, it could be people walking in the theater too loudly, dropping trash, or in one episode when Josh accidentally ate his enchilada and Crazy Steve would live up to his name and really just totally flip out in bizarre ways. And equally as bizarre were the ways that the theater pay, uh, the theater employees, especially Josh, would have to calm him down. Uh, in, the, in the scene that I just mentioned where Josh accidentally ate Crazy Steve's enchilada, uh, Crazy Steve goes to the Lost and Found, takes out pairs of sneakers, makes nunchucks out of them, and pretty much is going to attack Josh. Uh, chases Josh around. Josh just tells everybody, clear out, clear out, don't worry, I got this, and starts singing, she'll be coming around the mountain, which apparently calms down Crazy Steve. Um, there were two friends uh, that went to school with Drake and Josh. They were kind of sort of friends with Josh, uh, and they were constant foils to Drake, and that was Craig and Eric. Craig and Eric would actually, this is really, really weird, because there's a lot of talk about sort of like a combined universe here between Drake and Josh, iCarly, and Victorious. Uh, of course, there was the big iCarly-Victorious crossover. But, you know, like I said, Miranda ah, sorry, Miranda Cosgrove, uh, who played Megan on Drake and Josh, and then would go on to play Carly in iCarly. Uh, and, of course, um, again, actor's name totally escapes me, Crazy Steve, who would then go on in iCarly to play Spencer, her brother. Um, you know, people were like, well, obviously it can't be like a shared cinematic universe but when um on iCarly when their webcast uh you know the iCarly webcast became popular and they got invited to a con Craig and Eric show up as well as Gavin I'll talk about Gavin in a minute but Craig and Eric show up uh to the Q&A which was like uh okay maybe this is a shared cinematic universe um but Craig and Eric, like I said, they they were dorks. They were nerds. They were dorks. They were best friends. So much so that, you know, they knew each other's habits uh, a little too well. A uh, couple, maybe. Who knows? But, uh, I mean, they were really, really good fun. Um, a lot of times, if there was a dirty job that, need, <laughs> that needed to be doing and Drake and Josh were not going to do it, they would call on Craig and Eric, usually giving them empty promises to get them to do some crazy stuff. Uh, one of my favorite episodes with them is um, is the parents are going out. Uh, I think it's actually the local news awards night, and Walter Walter is just convinced he's going to win that local weatherman of the year award. Spoiler alert: he doesn't. Uh, but Josh's grandfather, Papa Nichols, um, just had I think he just had his wisdom teeth removed or or some kind of surgery, minor surgery, and. Um, you know, mom and dad are like, you know, boys, you got to stay home. You got to watch Pop and Nichols. But of course, there's a brand new roller coaster in town that Drake, Josh, and Megan want to ride so badly. So who do they call? They call Craig and Eric. Uh, I think Josh gives them 
he gives them something, floppy disks, comic books, you know, whatever it is. He gives them something to watch Pop and Nichols. And they're like, look, he's pretty much zonked out on pain meds. He's not going to give you any trouble at uh, at all. There's a little sort of like non sequitur about the fact that he's a World War II veteran, but don't worry about that at all. Drake, Josh, Megan, they go out. They're going to go ride this roller coaster. Uh, a lot of hilarity ensues there as they're waiting online for the roller coaster. But some of the funniest scenes are back at home when Craig and Eric are trying to watch Papa Nichols because Papa Nichols wakes up from his pain meds, thinks he's in World War II, um, <laughs> has the great line when he sees Craig and Eric. And he's like, are you two dirt? He goes, are you two Germans? And they're like, no, we're high schoolers. And he's like, that's exactly what Germans would say. Uh, and he ends up attacking them throughout the entire episode, um, picking up his shoe and using it as a walkie talkie to contact General Patton. Um, it's just, I mean, again, incredible physical comedy, just bizarre, uh, insane, bizarre situations, over the top humor. I mean, this is the trademark of Drake and Josh. Uh, that other background character that I mentioned, Gavin. Gavin worked at the theater with Josh. Uh, he had a really huge mullet. And, you know, for a kid's show, it's kind of weird to have a character like Gavin because Gavin kind of seemed like a pervert. Um, he spoke in a very unique and interesting way. He kind of made some suggestive references that, you know, little kids, it would totally fly over their heads. And, they, and you know, he would kind of say things that little kids might just ignore and just think, oh, he's weird. Um, it, it wouldn't get them asking questions or anything, but adults in the room would be like, huh, what's with this guy? Um... Yeah, like I said, these secondary characters, these background characters really helped fill out the show. And it also gave like Drake and Josh sort of like more people to bounce things off of. Um, like Craig and Eric. Craig and Eric weren't just the two nerds. Um, a lot of times, like like I said, if Drake and Josh needed something, they would go to Craig and Eric. Um, one time in particular, Josh really needed something. I'm sorry, Drake really needed something. And he actually ended up going to, I think it was just Craig. And, you know, the two of them struck a deal and Craig is sort of like, you know, teach me to be cool and I'll give you what you want sort of a thing. So the fact that, you know, you had this sort of rich, these rich background characters, these secondary characters, you know, really kind of helped the show really just, just have great staying power. Um, I mean, this was a totally escapist show. It was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, there were high school situations. There were family situations. You know, you did learn lessons on it. You know, being an individual is totally cool. You know, loving your brother and loving your family and doing things for them is really, really good. But like I said... The situations that these two guys found themselves in were so over the top and ridiculous. And the fact that they did this constantly throughout the show, the ridiculous, the ridiculousness of it wasn't out of place. Like if there were a couple if like a couple episodes in the middle of the run of the show were kind of ordinary or tame, you'd almost be like, wait, what's going on? Like, where's the craziness? I mean, you know, there's at least two or three episodes where a lot of the episodes were sort of like this. They would either be Drake and Josh get stuck somewhere or Drake and Josh get involved in some get rich quick scheme, you know, sort of scheme, basically. And, um, you know, in a couple of these get rich quick scheme things that they the boys find themselves in, 
it's it's sort of like heavily implied that like yeah they're getting involved in these schemes that are backed by the mafia um we see the boys getting arrested quite a few times uh i mean it's it's just it's absurd it's absolutely absurd but the fact that it was absurd it was absurd throughout the entire run of the show just really made it seem normal and commonplace um Another thing that I really liked about it, and especially doing a rewatch again, is like I said, is you really see the two of them grow up, Drake and Josh. You really see them grow and develop as characters. That first season, it's clunky. I'm not going to lie to you. If you've never watched Drake and Josh, I mean, watch the first season. It's about five or six episodes long. You know, there's a few teehees and ha-has in it. It's not that bad. But when you start to watch later shows, uh, especially when more secondary characters come in, like when Josh gets the job at the theater, when he gets his girlfriend, Mindy, um, you know, when we see a lot more of that and we see their bond get stronger, that's really when the show gets better. And we, like I said, we really see them grow up and mature. Uh, I mean, we see the physical transformation in Josh from him being a very, you know, portly young man to becoming a very, you know, trim and healthy young man. Uh, the fact that at the beginning of the show, the character of Drake is really just egocentric and he's just too cool for anybody in the room. Yeah, by the end of the show, Drake's the rock star. He's still a cool guy, but he really tones it down and he really, you know, is there for his brother. And I think that's really what's great about this show. Uh, another thing that's really great about it, and I'm really kind of re really kind of appreciating it now. I didn't appreciate it back then. This is actually one of the things I found highly annoying about the show is the theme song. The theme song um, remained constant throughout the, the show's entire run. Um, Drake Bell, of course, you know, is a musician. He did, I think, I believe he even wrote it. He wrote the theme song. He performed the theme song. And I remember in the beginning when the whole family would sit down and watch it, I would just kind of tune it out. I'm like, it's so stupid. It is really, really catchy. And, you know, anybody listening to this, if you're a fan of the show, I guarantee that as I've been talking about this show, you've been humming the theme song in your head or seeing the little opening credits with the little, you know, montage and hearing the song. And then when it would cut to the part uh, when the song would really kind of kick in and you see Drake rocking out with his guitar on stage. Um, yeah, it's actually really, really catchy and it really does add to the show. One of the final things, you know, that I'm going to talk about that was really great about this show and is still great today, especially among fans, is the quotability. Uh, great shows are very, very quotable. Uh, you know, if you watch Seinfeld, if you watch Friends, if you watch Arrested Development, and especially when you meet other fans of those shows and you just throw out random quotes there, you know, people know what you're talking about. So I kind of threw out a few as I was talking here, you know, but it's like, if I were to say, hug me, brother, I mean, that is the trademark, you know, that is probably one of the biggest quotes is hug me, brother. Um, and what's great about that is in the beginning, it would exclusively be Josh that would say it and Drake would just be like, oh, God. But, you know, towards the end, you know, one or both of them would really just shout it at the other, you know, hug me, brother, Megan, uh, you know, various, various takes on, you know, Megan. Uh, whenever, you know, she would play a prank on them. Um, whoa, take it easy, man. Okay, so if you're not a fan of the show, um, that's a meme that you've probably seen where you see, uh, you know, Drake, the actor Drake kind of like holding up his hands and, you know, the meme just ba basically saying, whoa, 
take it easy, man. Um, that comes from an episode, a very, very funny episode where um, there's like one of these like crime reenactment shows, uh, you know, where there's a criminal on the loose and we're going to do a reenactment to kind of show you the crimes that this person did and, you know, help us catch him, you know, kind of like uh, an America's Most Wanted kind of a thing. Uh, like I said, Josh worked in the theater. He worked in the theater called The Premiere. And apparently there was a guy going around who kind of sort of looked like Josh called the theater thug who would rip off movie theaters. So the producers of these show come into the premiere. They want to shoot a scene for the episode on the theater thug. And they see Josh and they're like, you kind of resemble him. So we want you to play the theater thug. So Josh playing the theater thug is really, really hilarious because he comes in kind of like got this gangsta walk going, which is really, again, again, Josh Peck, Drake too, but Josh Peck was a very gifted physical comedian. He's got this gangsta walk coming in and he's asking for the cash, you know, and, and the, uh, the girl behind the, the register is supposed to kind of say like, like, what do you, what do you want? You know? And he's like, you know, give me the cash. I ain't playing. Uh, so when Josh is rehearsing it, you know, he's really going over the top with, I ain't playing. Uh, to which at one point, <laughs> Drake just goes, whoa, take it easy, man. And the producers see it. And they're like, they put him in the scene to try to calm down the theater thug. And that scene of just Drake holding up his hands and the quote, whoa, take it easy, man. I mean, it's just memorable. And again, if you run into a Drake and Josh fan, hold up your hands and just go, whoa, take it easy, man, with a delivery similar to that. I mean, that's what's really, again, that's what's really great about this show. It's just such a memorable show. And when I saw that it was on Hulu, I was like, got to do a rewatch, did a rewatch. I'm almost done with it. But I really had to come on the air and talk about it. And like I said, if you've never seen the show, go to Hulu, go to YouTube, watch it. The first season is a little rough to get through, but like I said, it's only five or six episodes long. The episodes fly by really, really quick. Once you get into that second season and you start to see and you start to see Josh lose weight, that's when things really kick into full gear. And that's kind of one thing I want to talk about. It seems that comedic actors, especially comedic actors that are big, you know, the notion is sort of like, well, if they lose weight, they're not funny anymore. Um initially, I kind of thought that. I always kind of thought, ah, those later episodes really aren't that great because Josh was thin and he really wasn't that funny. He actually did get funnier and the show got funnier when he got thinner. So hang in there, check it all out. It's really, really great stuff. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know is there. I uh, post pictures and you know, about the content that I talk about. I'll throw up a poll there every once in a while. Don't forget that uh, I also do another podcast called Our Story. I do that with uh, my friend John. It's a U.S. history podcast. I also do Enter the Nerd Zone with my friend Pete, where we also talk about geek and nerd-related topics, but more with a skew towards the 60s, 70s, and even going into the 80s. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo!